0: Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast, hosted by David and Seth. Greetings. And Forrest is here with us. Once again.
1: Yeah. Thanks for, for having, having me, man. As always. Uh it's Greetings. going well. Today's been a good day. Good. How are you guys?
0: Man, Greetings. uh we <laughs> I'm feeling much better than last week. Good. my I have a plastic tooth in me right now. Uh in uh, in my mouth, ah. <laughs> there there has been like false positives to me being afraid that I accidentally like it fell because they warned me it could fall out. Oh no, um, and that's what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they said it doesn't. That the they said time. it doesn't happen often, but they said it could fall out. So uh, just don't eat any. They're like, don't eat like gum or anything or like Jolly Ranchers or stuff like that uh and so i've been i've been careful but there, there's a couple like oh no that texture is not the food i'm eating possibly and i was worried but i got mm. root canal and i'm feeling better but i it happened wednesday and i thought last week i would be able to power through and record and that was not the case i've felt like trash the rest of the night but you know life goes on Thank you for being patient and allowing us to have a week off to rest and you know get get back together and back to a hundred percent. So, uh, Seth, Seth's car is a hundred percent. He was also in Ocala, I was getting stuff fixed, so um, everything everything's back to being good now. And also something else that's close to a hundred percent is me and Seth's run of Borderlands
2: Three. Yeah, yeah. We it's up there.
0: I I don't know the percentage technically because the game. I mean, there's
2: two side missions that we haven't done. Yeah, and and there's some random world stuff we haven't done.
0: Yeah. So we I can confidently review this game.
2: It's definitely, I'd have. To, it's definitely the ninety fifth percentile of content.
0: Oh yeah, we've we definitely are only missing. One of them is an arena area, and we couldn't oh. beat two of the waves.
2: Oh, that one.
0: And oh. so we couldn't beat annoying. two of the waves, and it took us like two hours to yeah. beat three of them. And I was just like, Seth, I want to beat this game before we go to bed, and so we we just did the ending. So. That'll be done probably by next episode, but we're we're max level. This is a weird Borderlands where Jeez. you are very easily max level by the end of the game if you do the side stuff.
1: That's kind of what I expect though in games where like side content is like truly optional. Like if you just blaze through the story, you're you may end up being under leveled in a lot of cases. So doing the side stuff. In a lot of cases, will just boost you up, but the fact that you hit max level is—that's astounding. Yeah, yep. we
2: are also a good uh, ten levels higher than the enemies oh that we were fighting at the end of the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we killed the final boss. Um, we would have killed the final boss a lot faster. Had there not been gated points where they actually gave the final boss time to breathing room, yeah, I don't want (laughs) to say what who it was or anything because I don't want to give it away, but um,
2: those of you who have played could probably figure it out, yeah. And so, but like many, like many of the bosses, it has you do a certain amount of damage and then it gets these invincibility phases, which are super annoying,
0: yeah. So, there's like three of them, and the damage they were throwing out just didn't do like any damage to us. Cause we were so high level. Yeah. So.
1: so you're kind of just tanking everything and then slapping them around.
0: Yeah, mm. it was weird. <laughs> I was especially weird going from that hyper difficult slaughterhouse area. Yeah. To back to the story mission and me just mowing everything down. <laughs> so I, I do want to talk about some of the story content for this game. Cause I, Uh, if we're going to review it and give our opinions on it, I would be remiss to not talk about something that I told Seth multiple times through the game. And that is, uh, man, I am way more interested in the stuff happening on, in the, um, like in the margins of this game, than what's happening in the story, like the, the side missions and everything have much more interesting side like stories
2: than what I feel the main mission
0: is. Do you agree with that, right, Sith?
2: uh, to an extent, I think. Um. I think there there's a lot more humor, like intentional humor, in the side in the side missions, and like the uh, the tone of those sort of make more sense. Um. When it comes to the story in this game, um, I have a lot of issues with it. Like, from the beginning, um, I like I thought the idea was intriguing because the whole story is, if you play the Borderlands games, there are these uh, people in the Borderlands universe called Sirens, and they're like these six uh, women with these supernatural powers. Um, and in Borderlands 1, it was just a class... And Borderlands 2, it became a little bit more uh, involved in the story and there was some more lore about it. Uh, and so Borderlands 3 just goes whole ho- hog into um, into that sort of siren lore. Um, yeah. I say sort of because like, while all the main characters involved in the story are sirens, um, they also at the same time don't really tell you anything about the sirens? Yeah, you even go to the
0: siren world. Yeah, it's and... very
2: strange. Like if you don't do like you get this this item late in the game that allows you to go around these worlds and and basically collect lore uh different lore stuff. Um and a lot a lot of that it does involve the sirens and so that tells you a little bit more. But it's so weird that um like this whole game is about sirens and their powers. And but they also don't really tell you anything about what sirens are or how they work, um, like there are sirens that are just kind of revealed in the story, without sort of explaining how they got those powers.
0: Um, they can possibly be bequeathed, like it's
1: y- yeah. It's but that's strength. again,
2: that's not that was not nothing in the actual bulk of the the story told like that was side information that you had to go explore to, to find out. And so that's very strange. Um, I don't know. The story is weird to me because uh, one of the problems I had with with it was uh, it's got this huge focus on Lilith, who was one of the playable characters in the original Borderlands and a very important character in Borderlands 2. Um, and she's kind of the focus of this story. But she doesn't really do anything in it. Like she um, loses her powers at the beginning of the game, and like the very beginning of the game, and then. She, but she's still somehow a main character. Like I don't, I just I don't know. Like so much of the story is is focused on on her and what she's doing and her being a leader, and um, and her making like. Heroic sacrifices and and whatever. But it's like you'd never actually see her doing anything. Right. On, except for like a couple missions where she's running around on the ground shooting people. Uh, and I think there's like two instances of that.
0: And um, And there's even large chunks of the game where she stops being the narrator for you. Which is odd. Like...
2: What do you mean the narrator?
0: Like... Eventually, like, Tannis kind of takes over being the person guiding you instead yeah. of her. So, like, other people are taking that role over instead of it being her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. So, like, the whole ending kind of revolves around her, uh, and it just, it was it was weird. It felt like, it just felt kind of forced, like it was, um, like, I kind of expected it to happen. In fact, I... I meant to tell you this the other day when we finished the game. I accidentally spoiled the very ending for for myself. I was watching uh, different lore videos on YouTube, and I saw the ending, like, who the final boss was, and and then what happens at the very end. And I was like, well... I didn't really care because, like, it didn't... It was no big... I don't know. It was... I didn't really have any emotional connection to Lilith and, and her plight. Um... So I didn't really care what was happening to her, and why and it's just it's weird that um so much of the stuff uh revolved around her without letting her doing any do anything, and at the same time like it removed so much story well it's hard to say remove story, but it did they did not put in anything with like the majority of the vault hunters from previous games right um. And that was sort of, that was a cool thing about the previous game, was that all all the original four Vault Hunters were fleshed out characters, um, and there were also a lot more fleshed out side characters along with them. Uh, and in this one, it just kind of foregoes that entirely, like anyone who is not involved in the main story does not really have any kind of character arc, or... Is just completely missing altogether, like mysteriously. Um, like Doctor Zed, who was a, a mainstay from the first two games, is just—he's out of the picture for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's—it was weird to me that the person in the medic area of the of sanctuary, which is your ship, is Tanis, not Doctor Zed.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I guess she's probably a doctor, but like, not a medical doctor. Although Zed is not a doctor either. He, he makes that pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's just weird. Uh and guy and even guys like Marcus who had um who who has had more defined roles in the past was not really involved. Um I was severely disappointed in the amount that they showed us of the trio of Brick Mordecai and Tiny Tina, um, who were much more major players in the previous game um and who two two of who were were original borderlands playable characters like they were in there but it just seemed like tacked on like they didn't really do anything like they were sort of involved in one story mission and then were kind of relegated to uh, a side area um it was just a disappointment The way they handled the story and the characters and how like there's so many, so many things that I wanted to see that were not in there. Um,
0: Didn't get to see any of the Vault Hunters from Borderlands Two, get fleshed out.
2: Yeah, well, well, there was Maya was was an important part of the story. Um, But like no Gage or Axton or yeah, no none of them. Creed was in
0: like a couple of the echoes for some reason.
2: Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it's just strange who they, who they chose and who they did not choose. Like zero is in the game, but he barely has a role. Um, he is the personal bodyguard of Reese who is returning from tales of the borderlands, but who is basically an entirely different character. Um, Vaughn is also in there from tales of the borderlands who is pretty similar to what he was at the end of that game. Um, but also seems to have no, like he shows no kind of connection to, uh, anything that happened in the previous, in, in his previous game. It's very strange. Um, none of the other tales from the borderlands characters are in there, which was probably my, uh, the most disappointing thing for me because I, I will, I've, I've set up and down on here that tales from the borderlands is the best borderlands game. Um, and it was because of the characters, because of the story. Um, and none of those characters are in here. None of the stuff they kind of foreshadowed at the end of that is involved. Uh, none of the stuff they foreshadowed at the end of the pre sequel happens in this game. Um, in fact, so, David, we never played through the DLC for the pre sequel. No, we didn't. But, uh, one of them, one of the DLCs involved the Vault Hunters, um, I forget what it was, it was, it was something about like them going to hunt down Aurelia and then instead like saving her, uh, because they needed vault hunters. Um, like, there's something in the story where they intentionally like told the other people not to, um, not to harm her and instead to like bring her onto the team. Um, because at the end of Tales from the Borderlands, there was this, Iridian Guardian, who who said there was this war coming and they needed Vault Hunters, um, and then uh, Aurelia is like a main, not a main, but one of the anti, one of the main antagonists of one of the planets on here, and you have to kill her. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, but it's and that is it's so weird. Like it's it's so that it seems they like they made all these decisions to intentionally. Um, depart from the stories that were being told and set up in these games that were done by other developers, um, which is weird, cause like you let them develop the game and and make these stories um, when you guys were not really doing anything. I don't know. I was. It was just, the whole story was sort of like it was fine. Um, it was mostly like any I I was not able to develop any kind of connection with with what was happening because um of all the stuff I would rather have been seeing and because of what they were the way they were portraying the stuff um I do think that the villains were pretty good uh yeah
0: I I I liked Troy a lot more than Tyrene and I, yeah. But Tyrene is such a man. Forrest, these two people are irredeemable. Like a lot of people complain. This is a weird aside. A lot of people complain about Kylo Ren because he's like, like kind of redeemable, but yeah. they don't want to. Like these two people forward. are not. They are bad people. Full villains. Yeah.
1: How I like them. It's and yeah. Like, they it's say it's stuff also that makes it's strange. um Ugh
2: they're they're weird villains too uh i don't think they will have the sort of lasting impact that handsome jack did uh i wonder if they will do stuff to flesh out their story like they did with handsome jack and like they gave handsome jack an entire game to flesh out his backstory Uh, and even in borderlands 2 they there was enough information to show like why he acted the way he did and like how he thought he was the good guy um and so I understand they probably didn't want to do that again, and so they they sort of just make Troy and Tyrene like straight up evil. Um, like y- you get to learn more about about their birth, and it's basically entirely different from what they portrayed it, and for uh, different for re- for reasons. Uh, it's that's a dumb thing to say, but they're like. Um, there are good reasons that the things that happened to them as kids happened, and they're not—they're also not awful, uh, like they tell you they are. And so, like at the beginning, they kind of present to you this tragic backstory, uh, and this is why they are how they are. And then you learn more about that backstory, and it just turns out that no, they just decided to be evil, which is—I think—is some—is—is is good because it—it um, it m- makes you want to beat those guys um which you should want to do with villains yeah yeah but also they didn't there was i don't know it's it's hard to compare him to, to handsome jack because he was so great um but there's just there's something that handsome jack had that troy and tyrene don't um like troy and tyrene they are they're they they are as annoying like handsome jack was The they sort of make you want to hate them, but there isn't that thing that also makes you love them. Um,
0: yeah, they weren't as funny and the, the humor was definitely like meant to be cringe Twitch streamer humor that I, you, you just like, I feel like handsome Jack was designed for you to, to actually think his lines were funny while he was doing bad things. And, these guys were meant to be more like cringy, like, oh, rough, like yeah. that kind of thing.
2: But the weird thing about that is like it was sort of played up the whole streamer thing uh, that that's who these people were. But it was kind of and at the beginning of the game, like they definitely beat into your head that these guys are are these live streamers, whatever they're live streaming. Who knows? Mostly, I think them going around and killing people. Uh, but they, yeah. it kind of backs off from that, like it doesn't become as prominent like it wasn't something that i recognized in later parts of the story um i guess i mean i guess there was still stuff happening but i don't remember them putting as much focus on that uh so that so that was one thing that i thought was weird in hindsight so yeah this the story is you know it is what it is there's fun stuff there's fun stuff to be had there the whole uh the Planet Eden 6 is probably the highlight of the game. Yeah, that was uh, my favorite. As far as story. Um, and even in like environments and, and the side missions and stuff. Um,
0: Can we talk about how disappointing Pandora was as an environment? Mm-hmm. Especially, well, okay. especially yeah. since in Borderlands 2, and you reminded me of this, Borderlands 2 diversified Pandora a ton. And instead, in this game, it's just sand.
2: Yeah. It was sand. kind of a bummer. <laughs> um, especially because, like, Pandora, you start there, uh, and then you are able to access other areas in it later. Uh, and they're just... all of the, Pretty much all the areas are gigantic. But they're all just, like, s- desert. Um, and that's what it was in the first Borderlands. But, like, the whole lore of the story was that after the end of Borderlands 1, they open up the vault... It, like, allowed iridium to to start flowing or something in the planet. And it sort of revitalized the planet, I think. And that's why there was... In the second one, there were, like, jungle areas. And there was these these big ice areas. Um, And so... uh, But I also... I understand why in this one they didn't do that. Because they had other planets to sort of fulfill those... Diverse biomes, but it was just kind of like it made it made Pandora like a slog to go through because it just wasn't interesting to look at. Whereas the other planets had this whole unique look. Um, Yeah, it was, and it's weird because like so much of the game happens on Pandora, right? And I understand why you want to focus on Pandora because that's the That is the borderlands um but you know jazz it up a little actually done it you've done it before
0: i think the second maybe first most interesting to me planet was the one that was woefully underused
2: yeah athenus athenus yeah because
0: you spend so little time on that planet and yeah it's just one
2: area and it's got got like the it's got like this um Eastern China kind of look with these uh the, this mountainous forests and uh it, it has a definitely an, an eastern like architectural style. Uh and it's like uh monks and whatnot. Yeah, monks in a in a temple and stuff. It's really cool, but it's only one area and you stay there for a very short time. So yeah. yeah
0: it's and you know what I will say everything. Uh, no spoilers about this, but uh, everything with Typhon de Leon pays off for the most part.
2: Yeah, Typhon's probably the the best new character. Definitely. Um, but the weird thing about that is all a lot of his development happens in again optional stuff. Like I wonder how much oh we my would gosh, have, yeah. how much we would have appreciated the end, like the arc of his story, had we not gotten all of the. The, the Typhon lore stuff from from every single area.
0: Yeah, the game definitely leans heavily on you actually caring about doing side stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, and it does, like every time you're near something, they they basically give you cues as to be like, hey, go do this. <laughs>
0: well, at least um, they
2: gave you cues. Yeah, we they found gave me out, cues. So.
0: <laughs> we, we found no. out about three quarters of the way through the game that, because Seth had been saying this thing through the game, and I'm like, why are you saying that? He goes, because the game says it. And I'm like, no, the game has never said this to me. <laughs> yeah, and we found hey. out the game has been giving him
1: audio cues that it is not giving me. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so that's which another is, thing onto the list of which is uh, bizarre, weird inconsistencies between your two <laughs> plays.
0: Which is bizarre because he has lost audio from stuff that I'm going through. Yeah, one of,
1: one of the final cutscenes.
2: One of the final cutscenes in the game, like my audio just cut out. Yeah, it just <laughs> cut
0: out. Luckily, there was no speech, no talking in it. But it did. He was like,
2: I I can't hear any of this. Horrible. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was strange. Um So but the the game is not all the story. Um the story is a big part of the game, but another big part is the like the mechanics of the game and the vault hunters. Um David, what did you think about your vault hunter of choice?
0: I like Moe's a lot, and I thought Moses skins were cool. I thought almost every line that Moe's said was cringy and dumb, <laughs> and I liked what Flax
2: said a lot more. Yeah, Flax was pretty hilarious. I think
0: that Moses special was neat, but I do wish I I I kind of I might do a second playthrough. I don't know. I wish I'd played as Amara. Yeah.
2: We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Because I have some opinions on that. Oh, okay. Um, Flack, yeah. I played as Flack. He's, uh, I thought he was a lot of fun. Um, now, full disclosure, I picked him because he had an ability that shot out birds. Uh, and <laughs> nice. I did that because it most, it most reminded me of Mordecai from the first game who also had a bird. Um. Seth is
0: also ninety nine percent likely to play as a character if they have a bird. <laughs> yeah, a bird give me affiliated. a give
2: me a bird boy. Uh, but like also had pets. Uh, the the pets are cool. Um, so one of the, the big things, the big new things in this game is that each character has like um, three. Well, they have multiple action skills that you can you can use. Um, I think for Moe's that. It, that w- works as different guns that you can equip on her mech. Yes, um, six for, f- for flak. He had three d- different action skills that you could use, and also three different pets that you could choose. Um, and I think that is a really cool thing. Um, in theory, in <laughs> practice, however, it's messy. Like I don't. It's not that it's messy. It's just that I. You play through the game. Um, And unless you really experiment with them early on to find out which one you like, um, like it, it doesn't. I I don't see any thing that any impetus for me to change because like I've spent all the time with the one, the one action skill and with the build that I have customized to utilize that action skill. Um, It would just. It would be so much time and effort to go through the trouble of trying the other ones right and then like i might not even like them um and so like it's cool uh but it's just i don't know i think it's a cool idea i don't know that in practice it totally works uh now that might just be with flak uh i imagine it's probably easier with Mo's to equip different guns Um, because you can just kind of do that and, and your action skill is still the same. Um, with Zane, I know he gets to use two action skills. Um, so it's probably easier with him. I don't really know how it works with Amara. Um, but it's just like, as you go in the game, you sort of specialize your character to play with what you want it to be. Uh, and then you get to that point and there's not really any reason to try the other ones. Um. And it's weird because, like, all the stuff I read about Flack is that he has this one skill which is really good for, like, fighting bosses and stuff. Um, and, like, I want to try it, but I also don't want to go through the process of respecting my whole character to do something that maybe I don't even want it to be in. Gotcha. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's still a cool idea, and... the the only the reason the the only not the only reason but one of the things that I worry about is they have talked about with DLC um, instead of adding new characters adding like new action skills to characters no oh
0: gosh that would be bad Um,
2: yeah and that would be I would not be happy about that I know that would be strange to me because they've they've confirmed that they're not going to add new characters well that's also horrendous yeah
1: that's odd.
2: I mean, I sort of get it. Because I think they said, like, they found the da- they had, like, data that when they released new characters that players weren't really willing to go through a whole new, a whole other playthrough with them. Um, which I understand, and which brings me to my next uh, sort of it's not really a gripe, more like sort of a state of confusion as to this game Um, you talked about how we get through one playthrough and we're already max level (coughs) excuse me Um, so there is a second playthrough that you can do Uh, in previous games the second playthrough like the appeal of it was you hadn't maxed out your character yet, um, and so you had this new playthrough to like completely fill out your character and get new weapons and stuff. Um, right. But but it's like the way that the game works is that you are intended to reach max level at the end of a first playthrough. So what is the like what is the purpose of having a second playthrough? Like what is my impetus? What draws me into playing this game again?
0: So, uh, because they're, ooh, that was a bunch of pauses, sorry. They basically want this to be Diablo 3, where people are playing the story over and over again just to get better loot. But the thing is, in Diablo 3, there is swords, guns. Yeah, there's guns in Diablo 3. There's the crossbow. Things, but there's armor there's so much more to it than just guns you know i, mean, I mean there's
2: there's other stuff that you can get in this yeah um,
0: but i i don't think that this is a this it doesn't have the diablo easy gameplay
2: hook in my opinion well what is the easy gameplay hook in diablo
0: i just think it it it's definitely a lot smoother it's and it's more friendly to Mm co-op and you can and it does seasons so borderlands it's possible that they could start doing seasons where you know that's kind of competitive you get to a certain level that's where they entice you to play with different characters basically because you can power level through the season that kind of stuff
2: Right, but I i mean, I guess, but there's nothing nothing in their roadmap that has indicated they will have any type of thing that will allow you to power level characters. Like, if I, yeah, if no, there I'm... was an option for me to, like, instantly level up uh, Amara or Zane or something to level 50 uh, and be able to use them, since I have already, I've done everything in the game, um, then I would, you know, that would be cool, that would be a good way, but for me to try other characters. But there isn't really anything like that. That they have suggested will happen. Um, and the problem like. I, So after we beat the game. And you logged off. I went in. And I started playing a little bit on my own. Um, in the mayhem mode. Which is. A whole. Another thing. So in the previous games. When you beat. The regular... When you beat the story, you got... The second playthrough is called, like... Generally called, like, True Vault Hunter Mode. Right. Um, and in it... It it would level characters to you as you progress... Rather than stuff having fixed levels. Uh, and they would be stronger and you'd get better loot. So this game has that. But it also has something called Mayhem Mode. Which, when you activate it... Also levels... It, it levels the characters to your level. And gives you better loot. Um but you don't have to, like, play through the whole game to do it. Like, you can just, you can turn it on in normal mode and, and go back and, and do stuff. Uh, and it also adds these different multipliers to different worlds, like making certain guns stronger and certain guns weaker or making different elements stronger or or less effective, um, which is cool, and it, it sort of is, gives you a reason to, like, think about what your loadout is. Um it's weird that they; those are two separate things. I don't understand why, um, but my the point of this is I so I went around and playing in in mayhem mode um, to go back to some of the other bot some of the old bosses uh, and see if, and and fight them for for better better loot. Right, uh, and I did like I got I got plenty of legendary stuff. Um, it was weird though; like none of the bosses were really all that difficult. Um. well we've been
0: experiencing on, that anyways
2: yeah but even on like the highest mayhem level where they're technically at higher levels than me like it's still I'm not really having much trouble with them Um. and but it's just like like I don't understand what the goal is like why am I doing this stuff like yes it is <laughs> to get loot but for what purpose That's why. Why? To get loot. I know, but what is the loot for? To get more loot. So like you loot. you talk about a game like Diablo which has high level content once you once you like max out there is stuff that you can do and reasons to get more loot to be able to do that stuff. Look at like Destiny, which I guess I have to think is what they were sort of modeling this quote unquote end game content after. Um, like Destiny puts these super high level stuff in front of you, and you have to go get better gear to be able to to do them. Um, and I mean, like we talked about this when we got through Destiny. It get there comes to a point where you have done everything. Yeah. Um, but the difference here is, like, I guess if you played in a way like where you didn't do any of the side quests until you completed the game and unlocked Mayhem mode, um that you could it could change your experience like that but like we've I've done everything in the game what what do I what do I what is the reason for me to go and get these guns to go fight the other bosses them. to get the guns like I don't care about the guns unless I have something to do with them there is no for some reason there's there's no raid boss in this game which is weird because all the other games have had them that's um, true there's like the whole, I I guess what they want you to do in, in, in the, the whole end game is just put on mayhem mode and go farm bosses for guns. And there are, I mean, there are the, um, the different, the arena modes where you fight the waves of enemies. And there are these, these challenge arenas where you go through like a little, not a dungeon, but like a, a self-contained area with a boss at the end. Um, But, like, those would be so uh, inefficient at getting guns when I could just go fight the Grave and beat him in, like, two minutes and he drops two or three legendary stuff. I don't know. I just don't... It's so weird. Like, I remember at the end of Borderlands 1 and 2 being excited to play the game again. Um and I have absolutely none of that with Borderlands Three. Um, like I don't, I don't see, I I don't understand the choices that they made to make the game the what it is after you have finished it once. Because um, they kind of, for completionist players who like to do everything in a playthrough, it kind of takes away every anything that there is to do at the end right and i don't understand i don't understand why they made this choice uh to give you everything at the end of one playthrough when in previous games it is playing through one time has like the game is mostly you are working towards a second playthrough so you can get to this point this point in the game where you have like a a more realized character with better stuff to do like stronger abilities and better guns. Um, but instead, in this one, you get to the end and you, you've had, you have that for like half the game. Like we, we were so, we were so overpowered in every area. We went by the midpoint of the game that, um, like the, the, there's no, I don't know. That the only doesn't...
0: areas forest we were getting experience was from missions. We were getting one experience from killing things.
1: Mm. That's I don't like that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
0: it it makes me wonder what the DLCs are gonna be like and what level the DLCs are gonna be at. Yeah. And I mean I'm locked into having them. Not that I'm complaining. I bought the the edition that comes with the season pass and everything. Gotcha. So I'm getting them regardless. But if they're not going to present a challenge to me, why would I play them? Yeah. Like it's, and I know. You don't
1: want a a cakewalk.
0: Yeah. Seth, like we we were talking towards the end of the game and I just kept getting frustrated because everything we ran into was 12 levels below us. So literally, one bullet just exploded these people. <laughs> so on one hand, it was cool, but on the other hand, it's like, oh, this I am just running past you. Yeah, I'm just running past because you're you're not
1: damaging me, and, and you're not getting enough out of the experience or anything. I'm nothing. Waste I'm getting the time nothing. of the ammo
0: because at that point I was max level. Yeah,
1: and you don't get anything
0: past max level. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's it's a weird way to set your game up because and that was one of the things Seth like we talk about encouraging replay throughs that what did encourage me to play with multiple characters because I didn't feel like I've dumped 40 hours into this character and now they're maxed out I was like well that playthrough I wasn't huge on you know Axton or something I'll try another character and I didn't feel as attached or like man it's gonna to be too much work because my character wasn't fully maxed out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean in 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 the previous games I, I feel like I did a bad job of of explaining this. But your your character feels kinda of wimpy like through one playthrough. Yeah, uh, no, you
0: didn't. Feel, you didn't do a bad job. That's you got that across.
2: And then when you get into the second playthrough, like you, it, it's a lot more fun because your character is stronger, uh, but you're still also growing and, and unlocking new skills and stuff. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, weird, weird, definitely weird. And and it's also strange because it seems like they they are positioning this as a one of these quote games as a service uh, where there's supposed to be like this constant drip feed of new content to keep you um, coming because when the the old games came out there there was no there was nothing like destiny uh, and all the other like multitude of games like it that um, draw people back on a daily basis um, and so I guess they they see some some need to compete with those, rather than being a self-contained experience like the previous ones were. Which, uh, I mean, it's cool that there's new stuff, but also, uh, I I also don't um, don't think they needed to position themselves as that. Um. So, like maybe, bec- but maybe because of that, they they will introduce content that will be interesting like they have this Halloween event coming up which is supposed to have new stuff in it um, which I will definitely get on to experience Uh, and they're doing like these these um, five week long events in celebration of like the 10-year anniversary of Borderlands Um, which you know they're not super compelling it's mainly just different characters have higher drop rates for legendary weapons um, I don't know though. I I wonder what the the future holds for this game, um, because it just, to me, it doesn't feel like it has the, uh, the day in day out pull, um, that a game like Destiny when it gets its hooks in you, um, has because there's like there's Destiny it's got the post game content like. It has the strikes, like nightfall strikes, that are really tough to do. It has raids, uh, but the other thing is that it, it has multiplayer. Like you can play against other people. That's the other reason that you get gear, is to go into the crucible and shoot people with it. Um, there, there is nothing like that in this game. Um, there, are, there's no, there are so few things to use your guns at that you haven't done before. Um, and so certainly when, like, they drop DLC, like, that will interest me because the DLC in previous games has been good and has been funny and stuff. And it's introduced new guns that I like to use. Um, but I I don't know. I, I just don't understand what they are trying to... What they're trying to pull with this game. Um, like, it doesn't... It doesn't need to be this kind of service game that people have to be playing day in and day out um, it could have just been a, a, a one time experience that people play with their friends and then they go play something else and then the DLC comes out and it's like oh I'll play this game again oh there's a new character maybe I'll I'll run through it with that um and part of the reason that works is because like you don't get burnt out on it um and just the the idea of playing this game every day—it just it seems exhausting to me. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want to do it. Um, I don't know. I have uh, it's it's hard to I, it's hard for me to properly um, say what i what i what I feel on this game um, because it's 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 a fun game to play. For sure, but like I just don't understand so many that many of the decisions that they made in this game, and that's not even like getting into the stuff with, with uh, with the characters that are in the game, um, and not the characters, but rather the voice actors that are in the game, and and all the kind of gross stuff that hap- that went on with with Gearbox in behind in the, the develop yeah behind the scenes and during the development of this game. Yeah, it's just.
0: It's complicated.
2: It's a lot. It's a yeah. it's a whole package uh, of of good and bad and and messy. Um, whereas, like, I mean, when Borderlands two came out, I didn't, I wasn't as online as I am now, and neither was the rest of the world. And so, this uh, you wouldn't be able to learn stuff like you can today. Uh, That's very true. Yeah, and also games weren't designed differently um like they there there wasn't really stuff outside of like wow there wasn't really stuff that demanded you play every day to get the full experience of it um and that was a big question with borderlands like how would this sort of old style game how how will it fit in this in this new this brave new world of video gaming (laughs) um and I guess the answer is like it doesn't. Like it doesn't really fit. And I guess that's why some of the the stuff that they have put in it to make it fit in in the games as a as a service world. I I think that's why it kind of uh irks me because it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it belongs alongside this game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you.
2: Yeah, well, that's Borderlands. Uh I I'm tentatively. I'm not going to suplex certify this one. Ooh, really? Mm. Yeah, just like, I mean, I can enjoy a game, uh, and I know people who played Borderlands would enjoy this game, but it's just, I found it wanting. Uh, I. So yeah,
0: I um, I am caught off guard by that, purely because I was going to also say that <laughs> because I literally was running on the treadmill at the gym today thinking I'm going to have to explain why I don't think this is certifiable because I know that because I like Borderlands I would like this game but anyone new would like it's there's too, there's too many reservations I have and yeah. too many butts like
2: yeah there was just like too... this is a good game and a fun game but i was just there was so much that i was frustrated with while i was playing it that like it didn't taint i didn't like taint the experience for me but it was just like i don't know i don't know about this game um i do think that it would probably like if i had not played the other games i would probably like it a lot more but i also do wonder if how how what that would be like like me in a post-Destiny world, um, with as much time as I spent on those two games, if I then came over to Borderlands, never having experienced the originals like what I would think about it. Um,
0: and a, a big part of my issue is technical difficulties. That Yeah, I was, that's true. I was very... Man, if you can go back to episodes where you hear me talk about Rage 2 and the menus yep. in Rage 2, uh, I am really aggressive on if your game does not have menus that work why did you put them in the game it doesn't make sense why a menu should stutter and lag it's a menu the rest of the game runs fine smooth a menu shouldn't cause your game to come to a crashing halt yeah and that bothered me to the end so much and i uh it's it's insane to me Destiny can get it right, and it's in an always-online environment. Borderlands is not even always online, and the, the menu jacks up. Rage 2 is a single-player game, and the menu jacks up. Hitting pause in a game should not cause this much issues. And not only that, you your issues with the cutting in and out of audio really bothered me. And you actually loading into maps like two minutes after I loaded in because you don't have an Xbox One X, like, and that's the first game we've really ran into that. Yeah, that was weird and not good.
2: And, and then, and then when I would load in late and it would play like three lines of dialogue simultaneously to catch me up to what was happening, yeah, that was that, really annoying.
0: That also happened. So, I don't know. It's it's another case of a game that we had fun playing because we played it co-op, but it's not necessarily... I, I definitely, and I, 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 while on the treadmill, was also thinking, would I have had this much fun playing it if I was not playing it with Seth? Like, if I was playing it just by myself. Because a lot of my issues with Gears 5... Might have been fixed if I played that co-op also, but I know for a fact because the yeah. AI is trash in that game. Uh, now,
2: like this is the Far Cry Five issue. Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's what
0: that's. What I was but it at.
2: should be said like that. This I, I think is a game designed for you to play it with someone else.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: Uh, like Far Cry 5 had co-op and it was a lot more fun, but it was pretty much a single player experience. Yeah. It wasn't
0: designed for you to play with more than one person, but they let you.
2: So I think it is, while it is true that it probably would be less fun, um, by yourself. Um, and I played all, I played not, I guess I didn't play the pre-sequel by myself, but one and two, I played through by myself multiple times and, and had a lot of fun. Um, But these are at, le- at least this one specifically is a game that I think is designed to be played co-op,
0: especially with some of the the mission requirements for yeah the mi- the side missions. We have talked for a whole hour
1: about Borderlands Three by the hey. way. Yeah, <laughs> we're hitting it. Well, so.
2: we also we didn't have last week to talk about it either. So
1: yeah, yeah, lots unpacked. We're
2: getting and we're getting in two episodes worth of stuff here.
0: Uh, and with that we know that you guys probably need a little break uh, we are going to take a small break and come back and do the news we'll be right back And we're back. Thank you for giving us a second. We are ready now to talk about some fun news with you. Um, thank you for listening to us ramble on for 45 minutes plus about Borderlands 3. Uh, but we we wanted to give you guys all of the information that we possibly could because uh, we cared about this game a lot,
2: and we you we know, like to yeah, and we like to do it big when we get when we're reviewing big games.
0: Yeah, especially ones that Seth and I make sure to play all the yeah, way through. Sorry we didn't get sure. to what you played, Forrest, but we know that you played Dragon Quest Eleven, whatever, and <laughs> you played. Um, we'll talk more next week about River City Girls, right? Yeah. You
1: played that? Yeah, hopefully I'll finish it by then. Okay, so. Yeah, it's
2: all good. So. One question Is the music man in River City Girls?
1: Because that, that also
2: takes place in River City.
1: Yeah, not that I've encountered yet. Oh, Bummer. Yeah, that's a shame. So
0: that means there's not enough
2: trouble there. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe DLC he'll be in there. <laughs>
0: um. So, all right, let's talk about Kamala Khan and her hands. Uh, and and
2: she got some big boys. She,
0: <laughs> I, you know. We've talked about how the ultra-realistic look of Avengers has caused some weird, uncanny valley stuff with characters we already know. Little did we know that also (laughs) it would cause issues with characters that we didn't know would be in the
1: game. Whose entire power sets are based around really weird manipulations of their body.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, in case you don't know this, Kamala Khan is... Current? AKA Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, yes. yeah, she's current Miss Marvel. And she is going to be the main protagonist of the new Avengers game. She's kind of getting the band back together, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her powers, if you want to get deep into it, involve borrowing mass from her past and future selves to make herself bigger. That's her inhuman power.
2: Oh, I didn't Okay, I didn't okay, know, I didn't know time that time was how it stuff. specifically worked. Yeah. yeah. I just know that uh she can she can make herself larger. Yeah. Yes. Stretch her Sh- body. Out.
1: shapeshift to an
2: extent.
0: So, my friend told me and
1: What's the passive future stuff? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's
0: so she is she basically can stretch like Mr. Fantastic
1: and in a process that she calls embiggening. Yeah, (laughs) embiggening, which is I do know that.
0: So, yeah. um, She's the main character, which is kind of dope.
2: Yeah, she's a cool character and is super popular. And she has a cool power that it works when it's being drawn out, for sure. But I don't think... (laughs) Hyperrealism... yeah <laughs> it, it she was never really designed to be portrayed in a lifelike fashion
1: yeah and boy is it freakish when she is i I remember when i I was watching the trailer i the first time when it shows her doing like combat stuff and her just hands got huge I went whoa, and then I think immediately after I went.
0: Ugh. Yeah, because the idea of the full human hands and like seeing the giant cuticles and stuff—yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's, <laughs> it's not an bizarre. experience I want to relive. Unsettling
1: soon, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's definitely strange. So, ugh.
2: all right. <laughs> I've if you haven't to... seen it, go watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah,
1: go it's... watch the trailer. It will haunt your dreams for sure. I know it haunted mine.
0: So I need to, I need to get the official ruling on her powers because my my friend told me this, and he reads enough that I just straight believed him. But I,
1: like, yeah, does that make you a true believer?
0: Yeah, I listen. I believe him. So alright. I still have those hands in my head. It's <laughs> freaking me out.
1: It's really
2: like it distracts everything that you're thinking about. They're reaching for you, David.
0: Well, I don't I don't care that they can reach for <laughs> me. It's that they
2: <laughs> they can fully grab you. They yeah they, pick gr- you
0: <laughs> they grow to that that size and it freaks me out, man. So alright. Next is Doom Eternal. Got delayed all the way to March of next year, uh, the 20th. Yeah,
2: it's a pretty big delay.
0: Yeah, and that's fine because delayed games are better games.
2: Well, delayed games can be better games. Can be better, be better. Can better, games, be better yeah. games, yeah.
0: But it still is strange. It's. Bethesda is usually very. Um, they're usually pretty secure in a release date before they say they're going to release yeah. something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say like it's not strange because games get delayed all the time, but yeah, you're right. Bethesda, when they give you a release date, uh, it's pretty much said that that's when the game's going to come out. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not. It's not a huge. It's actually been. Su- it was super surprising. Like, the, the internet at large, like,
1: uh, seemed pretty okay with it pretty accepting yeah um i've i talked to some of my friends personally about it they're sad about it but they're not like mad or or, like upset with bethesda or or anything just like okay i guess it's the reality of the situation i can wait
0: yeah i and i famously tried to play doom like a couple months ago i think i talked about on the show but i might not have because it was a shame moment for me i can't play that game it's too fast (laughs) it's too fast for me okay i'm not good at it is it too furious for you yeah a little bit like the metal music it's just too much it's it's sensory overload and i couldn't do it
1: it surprisingly became right up my alley
0: oh really yeah
1: Like, the whole aesthetic of it, the gameplay. uh, The gameplay, when I first started playing it, um, was a little um, tough for me to get behind, but by the time I reached the end of the game, I had a solid loop going with every new combat encounter. It was fun. Rip and tear. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, so it was revealed in, by the way, Miss Marvel number 35... That she borrows mass from past and future versions of herself. Wow. I which didn't... is freakish.
1: <laughs> that is insane. Which
0: makes her hands even weirder. Yeah,
1: even more disturbing now.
0: <laughs> and brings into, yeah, time travel questions. Sorry. Yeah. So,
2: I've... are there moments <laughs> in the comic like, where like her... she
1: just starts losing masses? Like, yeah. Oh, where, where, guess my future self is so, so she weird. has used
0: the powers to become smaller.
1: So maybe it takes it from that. Maybe it takes it from then. Maybe there's like a time travel force. baby. you know, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Time no. travel baby <laughs> ain't got to explain jack.
0: <laughs> it all works out. Um sorry, I had to verify that cuz I didn't want to say it on the air if no, it was yeah. going to be fake. Cuz I trust it is bizarre.
2: This...
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. I can't it's...
1: even I can't wrap my brain around the way that that works. <laughs> the ramifications of that.
0: It's the inhumans. They their powers were all dark
1: and That is true. Strange. Really weird, yeah.
0: And more they're like almost punishments kind of. Yes. Man, I really hope inhumans are in this Avengers game. At least Black Bolt or Yo, something. I would well, well, they love
2: are. Him. The main character is one.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm more. talking classic inhumans like Medusa yeah. and um God, who's Black Bolt's brother? We don't need to go down the comic book rabbit yeah. hole today. Of Sorry, the,
1: of the Inhuman royal family. Yeah, as um, exciting as that is. Yeah,
0: at least for me. Um, huh. It's also because I feel bitter because the Inhumans got the short shift Ooh, uh, major. in Ultimate Alliance Three. Their level was a hallway, whatever. So
2: ah, so they were Final Fantasy Thirteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh red dead redemption 2 is coming to pc november 5th let's talk about the irony of this situation because red dead redemption 1 has still not been released on pc and is still lauded as please god come to pc (laughs) which is just bizarre and in my opinion is because the uh, the conversation around this game has died (laughs) And it's very strange because I'm sure Rockstar's not used to that because Grand Theft Auto five has been in headlines for like eighteen years now. I I and Red Dead Redemption two has the um what's that what's that term? The uh the footprint, the it's it's talked about with Avatar, like
2: the Last Airbender? No, no, no. Oh. The the
0: movie, like the societal. Yeah, that's the movie,
2: The Last Airbender, no. based on the, the on the TV show Avatar. The, the
0: the Avatar, the James Cameron one. It has mm. it has like no footprint in. Oh, you I know, see I mean. the word in my head. Yeah,
2: like, uh, no media footprint.
0: Yeah, essentially, that's what it gets at.
2: It's not so in the
1: uh, Zeitgeist. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for.
0: So Red Dead Redemption 2 hasn't been in that. It it died almost like after the Game Awards last
2: year, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, their plans with the online certainly have not panned out like it did with GTA.
0: I think that's because they made a Western sim. And <laughs> uh, that turns out isn't as fun as being able to just run cars down the street and be wild. So...
2: Yeah. Like, it's cool that they have authentic details to the time, but hijacking horses is just not as fun as hijacking cars. And then having your
0: horse be able to die by hitting a rock wrong.
2: Yeah. But you can... Your beard grows out uh, realistically, so there's that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) How does it feel red dead redemption to to have la noir as put as a remaster for whatever what was the thing that they just that decided? vr thing have, yeah yeah oculus yeah weird weird
2: yeah but hey at, at least this opens it up to modding which will probably breathe new life into it
0: for sure it's it's interesting that still the better Red Dead Redemption isn't being put on PC because uh, I do love Red Dead Redemption 1 and that's because it was much less of a sim and more of a GTA in the West type of game. So, um, yeah. do you have any other news, Seth?
2: Well, um, you know, I didn't, and then I went and looked. Uh, so, this isn't really news. But it is um, notable to me. So, uh, the producer of the Final Fantasy VII remake, Yoshinori Kitase, Mm -hmm, uh, was speaking to Famitsu, the magazine. And he brought up the possibility of a Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy VIII uh, remake, not remaster. He said, uh, if the youth that inherits the genes of Final Fantasy can step up and do it, then I'd like to see it made um so that's not anything but it is <laughs> that's it's up not
1: nothing like that. either he, that to me that sounds like i'm not gonna do it but hey maybe in like 10 or 20 years when i'm gone or at least gone from the company the next person can
2: yeah i don't
0: know if i want to see yeah. that game get remade
1: <laughs> dude It would be so great oh it would be amazing Seth, how does uh, it feel being one of the only people in the world who cares about Final Fantasy VIII? Look, I
2: am in a class with the real, the elite thinkers of the world. <laughs> Those the t- the real tastemakers. That's what I count myself among.
0: <laughs> the real tastemakers. The maker. real
1: tastemakers.
0: Oh <laughs> man, that's an elite group.
1: Can I get that on like a hat or a shirt? Yeah, or that something? sounds
0: like it needs to be like a uh, in your Twitter handle or something. Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: I'll put it there. Do it. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Well, Final Fantasy Eight found its way into our conversation once again. It did. It did. So, we can't look, escape. I love
2: that game. Let's and talk. All, about, and we all know it.
0: <laughs> let's talk about uh, something that rips off something that I loved that came out earlier or like a while ago, but the Switch version came out this year. And that is this game that showed up on Kickstarter overnight called Enchanted Portals.
2: I'm still pretty sure this is fake and that you're making this up. Really? This is not not a name of a real game. That can't be. Seth,
0: use Google right now. Fine. Enchanted Portals. It is a Cuphead ripoff. And it feels mean to say that because a lot of animators probably worked really hard on this game. But it is just Cuphead. And the mechanics are Cuphead, the the fights are Cuphead just reskinned. It's just reskinned Cuphead. And I mean that that could be a good thing because I mean Cuphead is good and there's no other games like it, so I'd rather watch more of it or play more of it. So but it's, it's definitely weird. It's like these people just copied uh, MDHR's homework on the game.
2: Yo. What? This does look exactly the same.
0: I yeah. know. I told you. <laughs> it's not fake. <laughs> I told you. There are even bosses. I posted it in the Discord today. Shameless plug for our Discord. Uh, with the bosses next to the ones that. Uh it's copied off of in cuphead and it is just spot on man
2: it's crazy, so yeah, it's weird, considering how uh closely this uh emulates cuphead, I wouldn't be surprised if this is if this is not in the future is no longer a real thing,
0: yeah, that's also possible. Because it is, it's very close. So, with that, um, maybe go check that out. Who knows? Um, and make sure to look up while you're on the internet uh, all the great pictures of my new favorite Pokemon, Galarian Ponyta. Mm. Not my new favorite. Second favorite. Shaman will always be my favorite. But Galarian Ponyta is up there. I'm going to get a plush of this Pokemon. At some point, dang it. I love it. Psychic Ponyta. I didn't know about the typing. Yeah, it's yep. psychic.
2: Bang. Everyone thought it was going to be fairy, but it psychic. looks like it. <laughs>
0: and who knows? Who knows what Rapidash will look like? Beautiful. I'm so what excited. It will look like. Yeah. I hope it has like the PC Master Race flowing hair. <laughs> like, it's going to be great. I'm, I
2: I bet it's just going to be Robot Unicorn.
0: yeah I'm you know what I I'm okay I could
2: dig it yeah that would be dope
0: steel steel psychic type
2: (laughs) oh man (laughs) oh that would be cool now I want that it's not gonna happen that'd be dirty (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: but yeah that's it is a shield exclusive you sword people get surfetched and I was worried that we wouldn't get something as cool for shield but here we are I'm just as happy as I thought I I didn't think I'd be this happy. So. Huh. Good, good. Good. Very good. I'm Great. happy. <laughs> Pokémon, I can feel it. It's in the air. It's coming. Real Pokémon. I'm excited. Whoo! Huh. Man, it's making me want to buy a Switch light for no reason. I want that <laughs> I want that Pokémon Switch light.
2: Oh gosh. Don't do it. <laughs> you never know. Or so did. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking
0: of Nintendo stuff, uh, Super Nintendo World is starting to show up, or at least the the peaks of it are starting to appear in Japan at Universal Japan. And what do you guys think of how it looks? It, I mean it's it's very small peaks right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I forgot that it was happening. It doesn't. I mean, it actually. It, really it doesn't
2: look like it's even that big of a of a park. Um,
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking.
2: But, I mean, it's gonna. It, I think it'll be cool, and it'll be cool when it comes to Universal Orlando.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really wondering, and this is. I'm not comparing Nintendo to Star Wars, because that's unfair. Because one is a like a 2D video game and one is a lived in world that's had like 12 movies and TV shows. But it seems kind of like this might end up being sparse a little bit. Like, I don't know. It, it seems like it'll be cool and I'm excited for it, but I just don't know if it'll have all that much detail than being like, Oh, I'm in a 2D level you know what i mean yeah or like it'll look more like super mario 3d land yeah
2: it should be noted that the one in japan is it's only mario stuff i haven't seen any stuff about the one that's gonna be here but i think it's gonna have more stuff than that
0: so yeah universal's been very cagey on what they're announcing about this uh what is it universal epic or epic universal or whatever. That's such a bad name. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad name. Yeah, not any great. anything with uh, any they're using Epic and um, it's not 2010 anymore. Yep. So, all right. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks neat. I don't know how detailed the world will end up being. I'm more interested in what the rides will end up being than the theming, to be honest. Yeah. I was more interested in the theming than the ride at the, for the Star Wars park, and I'm the opposite for this. So, yeah. Even though, man, Seth, that new Star Wars, the the one that opens in December, the second ride, is apparently going to be a 15 to 30 minute ride.
1: Yeah. Whoa.
0: Yeah, which is crazy. Because it's going to like lead into episode nine, which is why they've been waiting to push it. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to
2: be so cool. The lines for that are going to be so long.
0: (laughs) Well, guess what? The line is part of the ride because characters are going to be throughout the queue getting you ready for it. Like they're they're going all out for this thing. It's going to be dope.
2: What if the 15 to 30 minutes includes the time in the line? (laughs) I mean. And the actual ride is like two minutes.
0: I would be real bummed. Don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah. so, don't say such things. Yeah.
1: Don't say uh, that.
0: Let's talk about the last, the big piece of news to to end the show. And that is the we got some PlayStation Five deets. It'll be namely that it's named PlayStation Five, much to everyone's surprise, and not the Play Five Tation, which is a bummer. <laughs> I was really hoping we would get the <laughs> 5 so in place of the S. <laughs> and we didn't.
2: So, I still think there's a possibility for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, uh, like fans
1: may call it that. No, I just mean like I think in officially? branding in in mm.
2: actual branding, I think that could happen.
0: I wouldn't <laughs> put it past Sony or 5oni as I call it. <laughs> Uh, Oh, man. So, uh, we got details about the controller, and they've essentially made the DualShock 4 more like the Xbox One controller. Good. In that uh, it'll have haptic feedback, and the sticks will be adaptive. They'll have adaptive triggers, which, if you don't know what that is, play Forza. That's the only game that takes advantage of it on the Xbox. And accelerate and break and you'll feel the triggers push back against you or like vibrate Um, weirdly it's the only
2: game that uses it shame um (laughs) oh yeah i remember that was sort of like a big deal when the xbox one announced that each of the triggers had their
1: own like rumble engines and i completely forgot about it until you mentioned it again no one uses it
0: well guess what the game that they said they tested this with in the article a racing game Makes only sense. racing games are going to do this <laughs> they like were like yeah you'll be able to really feel the difference between pulling back a bowstring and shooting a gun and it's like no developer is going to put time into this
1: no, i know it's just not at all
0: yeah besides racing game developers yeah because their game Never mind. I don't want to do that because racing games are hard to build, I'm sure.
2: But they're like, they're super focused on realism. And so that is why they would put in the time to include that as a feature.
0: Yeah. USB C, of course. And it'll be heavier than the DualShock 4, which thank God, because the DualShock 4 is so light, it feels fake. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you use other controllers, it's weird um and it's it's heavier it's heavier than a DualShock 4 but lighter than an xbox one controller with batteries in it which sometimes which is a weird way to say how much your controller weighs yeah <laughs>
1: but like sometimes that xbox one controller just on some days it feels so heavy it's the days you're real tired. Yes, exactly. And you're playing something
0: you don't want to. <laughs> like you're straight up in the middle of Act 3 of Gears of War 5. I know those
1: feelings. Yeah. It just gets heavier and heavier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It starts sinking me into the floor. Um,
0: it'll have discs, so GameStop is
1: probably happy
0: about that while it still exists. <laughs> and, um, surprise, it's coming out holiday of 2020. Who which, would
1: have thought? Um, to compete yeah. with the other big console release of 2020, the Switch no. Pro. Oh wait. Oh. No. <laughs> also, um uh
0: there will be probably no special trade-in programs for anyone that buys the special Last of Us PS4, there will probably be or the special Last or the special um mm, Final the Fantasy Baby 7. Death Stranding PS4 yeah. or <laughs> the inevitable Final Fantasy 7 PS4 like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. They're releasing yeah. a bunch of big. Ti- what do you think their big title is going to be for the launch of this thing? There has to be one. Sti- Ghost of Tsushima. I, it's,
2: this is too far. It's too far out to even speculate on this.
0: No, it's not.
2: I think it is. This is the end. And we're talking about a year from now. Like there's stuff that's going to yeah. be announced that we don't even know about now.
0: We're talking about a year from now, but we know that we're getting Halo. With the new Xbox, yeah, yeah, but that Halo is,
2: was announced like, H- Halo had been announced previously, right?
0: But we don't know like what killer app are they going to launch
1: this thing with? I'm uh, solid saying Ghost of Tsushima, because uh, that's of the War only two. Mm, they could. I, I don't know say. if it would launch with it though.
0: I mean, it came out beginning of this year. No. Yeah. God of War came out beginning of this year. March. No. January.
2: No. Last year. Because it was my game of the year last year. Yeah. Was it last year? (laughs) Yeah. David, you've been away for so long. (laughs) You know,
0: I did this. I've done this so many times. Time, it it just... Time has lost meaning. Yeah. I gain mass from my past self, but it's not brain mass. (laughs) But... Man, that's crazy. So maybe maybe God of War 2. They have to have something. They're burning Last of Us 2 at the end yeah. of this console generation. Yeah. They're I mean, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima
1: cuz that's the only like big uh like Sony announcement from like the last I think. Maybe what, oh, like, you two know E3s what? No. Or so that hasn't
0: No, nah, it's going to be Horizon been, yeah. Zero Dawn 2. Ooh.
2: Mm. Yeah. That'd
0: horizon one dawn. Horizon one dawn. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'm gonna be upset if it's not called that. <laughs> or
0: horizon midday. Or... <laughs>
1: like <laughs> what... Zero Dusk. Zero Dusk. dusk. <laughs> Man. Oh god. We are just on the roll with really, really good names tonight. Good so names. There are so
2: options. many, so many options here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man. I don't know. It's it's got to launch with something killer because if my if Microsoft is swinging for the fences with Halo, Sony knows they got to be bringing the heat. Yeah, they can't just they can't just rest on a new console because, in my opinion, I really think that Microsoft has the momentum right now, mm-hmm. especially
1: with Game Pass. Yeah, and stuff like that. And now that I think about it, Sony on top know, of. Dude not resting on a new console to just get sales i don't i i'm going back on my ghosts prediction here because you don't want to rely on a new ip in this case so i like i think horizon and god of war probably are the ways to go right here yeah they're established and they both make money and they're critical darlings right now
0: they are critical darlings and then we'll inevitably get get the last of us part two remaster for ps5 Yep. the year after so they'll double dip yep
1: just like they did with last of us yep same situation
0: so do you really do you really not think sony has anything to worry about
2: uh i no i would just i would i don't think i would challenge your idea that xbox has momentum because i don't think that Sales would bear that out. I think Xbox is having to do stuff that is experimental because they are so far behind Sony.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. But I think that this... I've, I, I'd i be interested to see how it all shakes out. For sure. Because Game yeah, it,
2: it doesn't matter all that much.
0: I got real hyped today realizing I did not have to spend $60... So that I could play Outer Worlds when it comes yeah. out, because I have it in Game Pass. <laughs> oh, nice! I got because it's it, it, day it's and good. it's day and date with Game Pass. Yeah, and so I was like, I was like, man, I, I thought I had all the games I was going to get for the year paid off. I don't want to pay for Outer Worlds, and then in my head I was like, but you have Game uh, Pass. Yeah, don't I have to
1: have pay. to pay for it.
0: That's nice. And I have Game Pass till September of next year, so almost when the new Xbox comes yeah. out. So dope. Really need to start using that PC Game Pass because it's. I, I have it. I just don't. Just haven't touched it. Haven't touched it. So. Busy guy. All right. Any other news, guys? I'm, no. I'm blanking. No. All right. Next week, we'll be talking about. Uh, I played Link's Awakening. I'm playing Ghostbusters on the Switch. So. Ghostbusters fits with October. October is spooky for people. You right? They love spooky. Yeah. Oh, I so. should play Blair Witch. Oh yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yep. So play. Oh, you hate scary things. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> this. Uh, I might want to watch you stream. I might. You. You might want to stream
1: that. That might be good content. Hmm.
0: But we'll see. You know, play Play Blair Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Bear play Bear the Blair Witch. Witch.
1: That sounds exciting. So,
0: um, with that, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next week. Sayonara.
2: Goodbye. Bye.